Hi, I'm Meredith. And I'm Kristen. We'd like to welcome you to the writer's story. And we are experiencing fall this week, which is super exciting. Got a little chillier at night. I love it. Great for sleeping, though my husband and I are on a different, um, we have different ideas about that, but it is so <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I just love the feeling in the morning where things are just a little chilly and you put on a, you know, a sweater. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know. I, I think fall usually I start to feel more productive. Um, makes me start making more to do lists and stuff like that. I guess, you know, maybe it's our animal ancestors getting ready for the winter. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. But yeah, I have the same feeling, Meredith. It sort of clarifies for me the um, responsibilities I have and the things that that actually feel good to be about. And one of those, of course, is writing. So it's nice to be um, in fall mode. And I don't know, maybe I have the associations with the beginning of school or something like that and how yep. much I love yep. that as a kid. And um, yeah, so it's a, there's a freshness, but also a real focus. And I'm, I'm enjoying that feeling. Yeah, I had um, <clears throat> I had two sort of milestones this week. The first one's a little bit ridiculous, but I loved it. And that was um, I collected all the containers of pens in my house and I went through. And the ones that don't write, I threw away. Wow. Wow. Could you, you could take that on the road, Merida. Yeah. And that felt so good. I can't even tell you how good that felt. But now I can reach for a pen and it actually writes and... I don't have pens crammed into containers any longer. Yes, with the leaky ink and all that. Yes, yeah. and the other milestone I had <clears throat> was I decided that I could not look at my manuscript any longer, and I sent it out to some beta readers, and um, and they're going to be getting me comments back, and one already did, um, a dear friend, and um, so I'm super excited. I just read the, I wanted to know. Uh, I knew there were issues with my book still. It's not perfect. Um, but I'm not sure if they're the issues that I think they are. So it's great to get someone else's opinion. Yeah. Uh, to step back. And, and, and they may have suggestions for fixing it that don't work at all. And that's okay. You don't have to take all the suggestions. But um, I, I think it's really important to hear what they say. Um, think about it. And then think about how to maybe address the issue that they're having. Like, for instance, if they're saying, um, I don't understand this character, you know, instead of saying to yourself, oh, well, then I need to put, I don't know, more description about the character, or I need to make more scenes with this character, or I need to change who this character is completely. Um, stepping back and just thinking to yourself, why would someone not understand? Maybe they're not understanding this person. Maybe they're goals are muddy or you know to come at it from a different angle so I don't that know. sounds great yeah so I think so let me ask you and maybe we could talk for a minute about beta readers so for those of you out there listening a beta reader is someone who reads a manuscript before it's been published um, they provide feedback to the author in the process when the author is still in the process of um, uh, finalizing that manuscript. Is that a fair enough description? Yeah, and, and I think beta readers can be approached in a couple different ways. Um, you can use other writers to do it. I do have friends that work, write um, for children or they write YA and they try to find 
uh, kids in that age group to read it and give them feedback. So you could get a typical reader of whatever you're writing to read it, or you could get other authors. In this case, I have other authors reading it. Um, so that's, that's just there's sort of one suggestion approach. It's really good to pick someone who um, you feel will be very honest with you. I made a mistake with my first book. I think I asked my mother and I asked my stepmother and I asked some other folks. And uh, my stepmother said, it's great. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it's completely useless. My mother actually was pretty good. She gave me a lot of little notes. Mm. But, you know, but she also said, oh, I just forgot. Well, I was reading and I forgot I was supposed to be telling you how to change it, you know. So <clears throat> so just think about it carefully. If, if you have a parent that doesn't want to offend you, maybe that parent is not the best one to read it. Because what you really want is open and honest feedback. I don't need someone to tell me, oh, it's terrible. Just give up now. That's not very useful. Because clearly it's your project. You should You should do whatever you want. And you don't want someone to say it's great. Um, you need something where someone says, and then, and then I'm just going to posit this by saying, it's also up to you to make your beta reader effective. So a great thing to do is say to yourself, what questions do I have? Yes. Right? What questions do I have about my book? What do I, what would I like answered? And so I wrote out questions and I said, and I was very specific. I said, this is not the time for a copy edit which is the grammatical spell check kind of thing for those of you out there. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I'm still in a drafting mode. So if I'm going to pull out scenes and put in other scenes, it's kind of silly to tell me that I misspelled something or, or help me with sentence structure. Like that's not so useful at this point. But my questions were like, because I'm writing a thriller. Where does it get boring? Where does it drag? What did you, when, when, when did you find, you know, what were you confused by? Are the characters different enough? I mean, you just think about the questions you have in your specific story, and that could be, and that will hopefully be effective for you. Um, but then don't just give up. And also, as I said, mentioned before, don't just do everything that they say. Yeah. And another nitty gritty question, answer or don't, as you wish. Do you pay a beta reader? Hmm. That's a good question. I, um... Hopefully when you get to this phase, you're going to have people that you owe favors to and that owe you favors in some way. I picked two people from my writing group who had said to me that they wanted to read the rest. So I was already ahead of time. And then another person who I'm, and, and I basically said, offered to all of them, I will do the same thing for you. And two of them took me up on it and I'm not quite ready to read their manuscript, which is kind of hard because I've got busy work time. So I've got their manuscripts and I need to, I need to turn around and do the same. So I think it's the, I think it's good if you have writers that are also in that phases and then you can say, I'll be happy to do the same for you. Do it as a switch. But some people get an editor, but that to me is a different process. If you're paying someone then, yeah. To me, yeah. I'm just more like doing an info gathering. Yeah, yeah. I have always done as you, that is um, solicited readers from among a pool of friends that we exchange favors such as this um, as just a part of our relationship. But I um, 
did hear somewhat recently, I can't remember who it was, but someone, I, a writer or um, might be a screenplay writer, now that I'm vaguely remembering the context in which I heard it, who said that um, she always pays her beta readers. And I thought, you know, I had never really thought about it quite like that. And I'm, I'm going to think about that some more. But I was curious about you and, um, and well, again, you've been my beta people. reader before. Uh, yes, and we, yeah, we've swapped um, manuscripts. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, um, um, but yeah, so I, I just, I just think it's a, it, it's an interesting question. It's an interesting question, yeah. and I think it depends on what you want. I think, for instance, if I were to um, need a copy edit, I would pay. Yes. Someone that's, because that's, that's a pretty task. thankless task. Um, I think also if you ask, maybe if I, if I were to ask, um, uh, an example readership reader, that is like a, mm -hmm. like a 16 year old, if I'm doing a YA novel, I would pay them for, or some people want a sensitivity, um, reader. Right, and right. I would think that that would be, um, very smart to say, I'll, that's I'll pay you for that. Someone who's reading out of a personal experience or identity that is not the author's. And, and that and you're making sure that friend. you are, um, yeah, you're, 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 you're being respectful and yes, all that stuff in your book. So it, yeah, if you're right, especially if you're writing a, a certain kind, you know, certain kind of character that is not your own experience. Exactly. So really valuable to have beta readers. Well, congratulations. It's a great stage to be at Meredith. Thank you. And, um, we we're really, ex I'm really excited today. Um, I invited, uh, someone that we both know in our community, Sibley Johns to be our guest today. Yes. Yes. And right. we know her very well, uh, because she runs, um, a writing center in town, um, called Writer House. And it's a really important part of our community. Um, besides running Writer House, she's also a writer. And uh, so I'm excited to talk to her today and hear what it's like to both help writers and be a writer um, and, um, and, and, and find out a little bit more. Maybe people who are listening are thinking that they would like to start a writing center in their own community. Um, and, and I think, you know, she's going to have really valuable insights to share. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk to Sibley. Let's call her up. Hi, Sibley. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Meredith and Kristen. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk to you. It's great that we could work it all out. Yes, yes. Um, it's been a. It's been like um, I always feel like September. You, it's like you're sort of stepping on a moving platform, and suddenly you're like the escalator Whoa! of the year. Exactly. <laughs> August is over, and everything's happening suddenly, all at once, and. Um, so yeah, it's, it's scheduling is, is always really, a really fun challenge. Um, we were just talking a little bit about Writer House, but um, we want to go back a little bit um, and just talk about how you came to Writer House and your own writing journey. Are those, are those, do those merged together or are they completely separate stories? No, I think they do merge together. Um, I have always loved writing. It's always been an important part of my life, you know, from the cheesiest and worst poems I wrote to my cat when I was 
you know, seven years old to, um, I just always loved writing. It was just, a, and I, and I read a lot as a kid. I remember I, I won like the bookworm contest in second grade and I wasn't sure whether that was just a nerd award or what, but I always loved to read. And, um, my mom loved literature and I think she passed on that joy to me. And so, um, when I came to college, I came to the University of Virginia, I wanted to study English, which is what I ended up doing. And I um, really focused a lot more on poetry at that point in my life because that had always been very important to me. And um, But I also took a lot of other great courses and ended up um, in a neat uh, study program called Modern Studies, which was kind of an interdisciplinary program that was part of the English department. So what you were required to do is um, blend in other disciplines into your study of literature, which was really neat for me because it just opened up this other world of seeing how, you know, science, for example, interface with literature, how developments in art, religion, philosophy. Um, and it made me just think about literature in a very different way than I had thought about it before because I love history um and and you know just interested in in what's going around you know, what's going on in the world which look at the world we're living in right now that's an interesting it's interesting to see how that's intersecting with literature at this point but um so that really made me passionate about um, literature even more but i had all these fantastic professors and as i watched them go through the tenure process and get denied, you know, I got really discouraged because I thought, gosh, I would love to, to teach literature like these superheroes of mine do. Um, but then I watched what they went through and I thought, well, what a, what a terrible and, and, um, you know, just kind of a sad system that, that discourages you from doing what you love the most. And so I turned a little bit away from that. I ended up getting a master's in counseling from UVA and turn my sights on trying to help people. And that's sort of where my nonprofit um, career journey began. I work with troubled teenagers and people with AIDS and um, people with severe mental health issues. And, um, and then, you know, I, I started circling back later in my life to more to the arts and you know, I was working with young people um, at a music center in Charlottesville, and I knew about Writer House because I had been part of um, Virginia Commission for the Arts panel reviews. And um, so I saw this position advertised, and I thought, you know, what a great way to resurrect my love of literature and kind of get back to something that you know, was always a core of my being, but I had sort of drifted a little bit from it. So I thought this would be so amazing to connect with local writers and be in this kind of hub, this nexus of excitement of local writing. And of course, Charlottesville is sort of notor notorious for being a, a fantastic place for writers from whether it's Faulkner or Poe or, you know, or John Grisham, um, you know, there's just, there's so much great writing going on here and not just the big luminaries, but lots of other fantastic writers. So that's been a great discovery for me being a part of Writer House. Long what story, a, sorry. What a cool <laughs> journey. What a cool journey. And it also makes such sense when you lay it out like that. Um, 
And I'm interested in that um, sort of recognition of the academic world of literature and writing and the creative writing world of writing. I have, of course, a background in academia that um, I, I can see it's a, it's a tough world, practically speaking. Um, and I think for a lot of people who are excited about writing and um, exercising that craft, it's, it's, you really have to do some soul searching about programs and what you'll do in any given program. So for you to find your way kind of into that and then to pivot like that to counseling and then from the counseling and gosh, I mean, I think what stories you must have witnessed and sort of formulated, if you will, in the course of that work to be working with so many different kinds of people in some of their most um, intense personal periods is uh, really, really rich for the creative journey. And now to be moving into Writer House and the leadership role you have there, it's really, anyway, it's just really interesting. Thanks for sharing all that. I forgot to mention um, at the beginning that um, I've taught many times at Writer House (laughs) and done events there. And I know Kristen has had book launch there before. Um, So like, if you could just give us sort of a better description than I could ever do about what Writer House is exactly and how you keep yourself solvent. I mean, you know, I'm always, you know, I think it's always a curiosity people might have if they're listening and they're in some small town and they've thought to themselves, you know, what would make this place better would be a writing place, a writing center, a place that would bring writers together and have a sense of community. Um, so can you talk a little bit about Writer House? Of course. Um, and I'll tell you a funny story that, um, well, I think it's funny. Uh, before, when I first found out about Writer House, I was very intimidated because I thought, wow, they're going to be all of these kind of highbrow, extremely accomplished writers. And, you know, here's a little of me, you know, I love to write. I, yes, I studied literature, but you know, it was intimidating. And um, I used to joke with myself about like, what is writer house? Is it a place where, is it a home where writers just kind of go live in bunk beds and write these amazing novels? And um, Mm -hmm. I went for my job interview and, you know, met some really nice people who I enjoyed and kind of realized, well, this is just a very down to earth gathering place for people who are passionate about writing and who are on, all sorts of skill levels. Um, And I think, Kristen, it's interesting what you were saying about the academic world and, you know, how writers interface with that and wonder, you know, what credentials they need in order to be considered, you know, a legitimate writer. And I think of how our, how the writing world has morphed so much in an interesting way where I I see lots of our members struggling with, well, I'm never going to get a publishing deal unless I, you know, get my MFA. Um, And, you know, sometimes I think, well, that seems like a trap, or it seems like, you know, you have to do this or something. Um, But at any rate, just getting back to Writer House, um, we are a community writing center. 
We teach classes in all genres of writing, um, fiction, nonfiction, poetry, um, you know, horror writing, you name it, it's all kind of there. Um, and uh, we teach seminars, so we teach longer classes, we uh, like eight week classes, for example, that's typically our norm. Um, but we also teach seminars that are typically three to four hours in length that are, um, you know, kind of focused on, on particular topics. They may be an introduction to a particular aspect of literature or publishing. Um, let's say you're working on, you're learning how to write query letters. So we've had seminars on things like learning how to write a really good query letter. Um, it's an art. And um, having somebody lead that discussion who's been through it and is really good at it um, is just hugely helpful um, in, in being able to ask questions and submit a sample of your query letter and then get it critiqued and, and refine it. So, so there are seminars that focus on maybe, you know, a, a single aspect more like that. And then longer classes that might be, you know, writing a short story. Um, and then over the course of, of your class, you're going to revise and refine your short story. Um, Meredith, I know you've taught um, on mystery writing, um, which is obviously a very fine art that um, I have no idea how to do, but um, having somebody who's accomplished as you are, being able to teach, um, you know, teach that and who's published and, and can sort of provide insights to students who are um, maybe at all, all kinds of levels of writing um, is, is what we're trying to do for people. And in addition to that, we um, really see our focus as being able to serve the community in the sense of underscoring the importance of stories to the fabric of who we are as a human community. Everybody has a story to tell. You know, I think John Steinbeck and tons of other people said that, but we really believe that and we believe that it, people want to tell their stories. That's the way we connect with people. That's the way we do business in our world. Everything you do has to do with being able to tell a story well, whether you're selling a product or, um, you know, helping somebody understand something. Um, stories are integral, you know, they are at the core of being able to do that. And we believe that everybody does have stories they want to tell. So we want to provide them with the tools to be able to tell their stories. Um, but we also want to serve the community and bring in people who may have never, you know, experienced writing. We do that through writing events. We have, uh, we just started a poetry contest yesterday. We've done, this is our seventh, I think it's our seventh annual poetry contest. We've had poet laureates of Virginia who have been part of it. Lisa Raspar, who is an amazing poet, uh, UVA professor is our judge this year. It's a month long contest, doesn't cost anybody anything. Submissions are free. We give modest prizes for it. So we want to champion the importance of writing from everybody in our community. Um, and we've also done a number of programs with schools with young, um, young people trying to teach them how to write different styles of, um, you know, like, like we had a memoir writing um, series of programs uh, that we did with Walker Middle School kids and it was really fun. We did it with their art group and they drew pictures of things that had happened in their life. And then they, they wrote about them and they all said it helped them to draw pictures and then be able to write based on those pictures, it helped them to conceptualize what they had been through. 
um, so like one one young boy had been through a divorce in his family. So he wrote a he, he drew a picture of his parents like on either side of you know kind of a fence, and, and then he was able to write about it more. And um, so we've we've had fun doing programs like that too. Of course, the pandemic has like everybody else tragically affected our ability to be out and about in the community and doing more. So we hope to get back to doing more of that. But we do have a poetry contest going on right now. We, Our board just met for our annual retreat. We're going to try to have a writer's gathering, um, like kind of a reunion, because we've all been far apart from each other and haven't been able to see each other. We're working with a local vineyard and going to have it be free and open to the public um, to come out have some wine and hors d'oeuvres or whatever you like and and just talk to other writers and we're going to be inviting some of our wonderful instructors all of you of course um you know people to come out so that people can meet the our constituents and people you know realize that these are just salt of the earth people who are passionate about literature and it wouldn't be that intimidating maybe to share a part of your story with them Oh, wow, that's great. Have you um, still been doing Zoom classes? Yes, and we we started doing in-person classes uh, back in the spring. Um, and we, we've had, so we've done a couple of in-person classes. Um, and we're doing, we actually have some going on this fall. We just started our classes last week. We have two in-person classes. We have, I think we have four virtual, four Zoom classes going on right now. We also have some seminars coming up that are uh, Zoom classes as well. And then I think there's one that's in person. Um, so we're kind of hybrid-ish right now. You know, we're trying to not put too many people at risk um, and and just but get through this uh, very challenging time without mm -hmm. being a part of, you know, making other people sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So certainly um, the Zoom classes, people from theoretically from around the country could sign up, right? Absolutely. And that's been a real gift of COVID, oddly enough, because we did not have virtual classes before COVID hit. And of course, we were forced to, if we were going to keep doing what we wanted to do, we had to transition entirely to Zoom, which we did for a while, which um, wasn't, you know, it was just a big challenge. I mean, I, I yes found myself teaching octogenarians how to use zoom and i was yeah you know, or, or and younger people too and i i didn't know i was i was you know totally green myself and uh, but we somehow got through it everybody was very good about you know putting up with all the crazy things that that one puts up with the zoom but ultimately it opened a new door for us so we do we've had People, for example, taking classes with us from California, Connecticut, and um, not as, I mean, we'd love to have more, um, but it's been really exciting. And, and especially, you know, we do have, we tend to be, have an older demographic. You know, you think about writing, you are living your life and you're accumulating experiences and you start reflecting on, I want to share my stories. I want to... Uh, share my family's um, journey, you know, things I think you start to think about a little bit more as you get older. And you may have a little more time as you, you know, retire or semi-retire. And um, 
so sometimes we have individuals who are you know well into their 80s we've had people in their 90s who are very passionate and they can't travel like they they can't travel especially like at night you know night driving is hard for them so having the virtual option has been sort of a godsend for folks in that category but also for people who are working have two kids to raise and can only carve out you know an hour and a half mm -hmm there um and, and can kind of shut everybody out for a minute um while somebody else watches the kids and can actually take your class so there there are there have been gifts and we don't plan to give up our virtual um classes anytime we think they're actually a very healthy um you know add-on to what we've done traditionally well and it's also and, i'm sure great because um writer house is not huge no so you are, you are limited on the number of classes you can offer Absolutely. on any given Saturday or weeknight or whatever. So that will yeah. allows you to perhaps open that up and offer more if that's what you're interested in doing. It does. I mean, we, you know, we're not like probably Grub Street in Boston is the biggest, most vibrant, huge writing center in the United States. It's certainly one of them. Um, we also frequently look to the Bethesda Writing Center. They have uh, an amazing array of classes. Of course, they just have a much wider audience. Um, but so we, we're always trying to spike, you know, balance, strike a balance between kind of how many people are in our community, what we can really offer and expect to get a decent number of students so that it's a vibrant class. Um, and then you know, balance that with um, how much we might be able to grow outside of our community, especially with the virtual component being available to us now. Have you ever taken any of the classes? Yes, I have. Um, you know, I, I was I was so busy the first couple of years um, trying to learn about Writer House and what it does and how it does it and meet people and talk to them and sort of get a sense of the culture of Writer House. Um, that I really didn't have, I took one class my first year at Writer House, which was, we had a class on um, writing music and that was a lot of fun. We had Terry Allard, who's sort of a local star um, in, in the music scene, taught the class and um, I've known Terry for a long time and I was just kind of dying to take the class because I thought it'd be fun and I play guitar n not well at all, but I, I love, I've always loved writing songs. And so that, that was a lot of fun. Um, but I also took a class um, this past year with Christy Smelter. Um, and that was a really neat class on novel writing. I took a class with uh, Bruce Holsinger. Um, he's a, a, a wonderful professor at UVA. He's recently, he was on the New York Times bestseller list for um, The Gifted School, a, a book he wrote a couple of years ago. And now he has a new book out called The Displacements which I'm reading, which is a really wild, interesting book. It's intense, very intense. Um, but anyway, I've taken a, a couple of classes and, and really enjoyed them. I wish I could take every class that's offered because I don't know, I keep, I look at all of them. It's like a kid in the candy shop. Like, <laughs> I got to pick one piece of candy I can have. Well, I was with a bunch of writers the other night and one of them, they were talking about how to get started again if you get stuck or if you're trying to revitalize your writing again. And one of them said, one of the things I always do is I take a class at Writer House. <laughs> and I thought, 
It's a terrific idea. I actually um, took classes at um, Bethesda Writing Center when I lived in Washington, D.C., and then, then I took them at, I think it was Gotham mm. like in New York. New York. Yeah, yeah. and it was, um, it, it's always a great experience, I think, um, especially, especially I think as you start out and you end up falling into all the traps that new writers do, like, how do you write a whole second act, you know, and it's so long and you're lost in the middle of it, you know, to have an instructor give you some, some sort of tips on how to build up those muscles and some skill, um, some ideas, you know, and some skill building and practice. It's really helpful. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think that writing, I have to say that writing is really the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I feel like um, I've done things that were and you've challenging. run nonprofits. profits <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's a challenge uh, <laughs> but you know understanding all of the aspects you have to think about as a writer um, it, it it's it's very complicated um, and, and I, I have deep admiration for people who do it well and I think that one of the things that um, to your point of like taking a class can be it can really help break down the walls about, you know, how difficult it is to write if you have a good instructor who kind of reaches out their hand and says, look, you know, these are the things you need to start thinking about. Um, and, and we get people at Writer House, again, in all skill levels, um, some of whom, you know, feel like they're, they're ready to publish their novel. And, um, you know, you'll ask them, uh, okay, have you had other people review what you've written and, and, you know, critique it some and give you some feedback? Yes, my wife says this is the best book ever. And, you know, so there's this balance of trying to say to people, well, it's really good to have other eyes, not just your family members, you know, looking at what you've written, giving you feedback from an outsider's perspective. And, you know, many times from, from a seasoned veteran of writing who can really help guide you and you can look up to them sometimes and be like wow they they were once in my shoes and I can get there too if this person learned to understand all these concepts I can get there too so you know it's like going to a gym like a gym class when you haven't worked out for like 10 years and you see all these people who are like really amazing and have incredible muscles and, and you know you're kind of looking at your biceps like oh gosh I, I think I look pathetic but you know, you realize the people there are like, no, 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 come in the door. You know, we, we, you know, just start with these little barbells, you know, and you, you're going to work up those muscles too. Well, and I also say, I mean, I always tell the students that, um, because there, a lot of them are very dismissive that they think, oh, I'm going to this, I don't know, I'm coming to this, um, this writer, this published author, and they're going to somehow, you know, you know, uh, bless me or, or tell me my work is good. And that's what I'm coming for. And, um, and I have, it takes, it's a little bit of a learning curve with them, but it's, I have to keep explaining that a lot of the class is reading other people's work and learning how to critique. And because in doing that, um, and, and reading people's very flawed work, because they're also new writers, that then you start to understand the mistakes you make. Because too often we pick up an amazing, you know, we pick up, oh, this one, the Pulitzer Prize, I'm going to read this book. And we read this book and we have this fantasy that this author sat down and just this flowed from their pen. 
and then they then a, then then a, then a, you know an agent said um, oh I want it and then a publisher said I'll print it and we they don't understand about revision they don't understand about like you write 10 books that were terrible before you wrote a book that was wonderful because that's what you had to do to get there they don't understand any of that stuff but and they also don't understand reading their own work and they can't read their own work and see the flaws in it often when they start off but it's like um it's it's just like you read someone else's work who's struggling and you go oh this isn't working well let me figure out how i can help them and then you go oh yeah i do that too (laughs) (laughs) when you read your own work and go oh yeah yeah i do that too yeah, I think there's a, uh, I've had a couple of really fascinating discussions with, you know, there's this, these two schools of thought of like, writing can't be taught, right? That's sort of like one school of thought that I've, I've you know, very traditional, like old literary souls who feel like uh, great writers are born, you know, they're, they're just, they just happen, you know, F. Scott Fitzgerald just happens, you know, Ernest Hemingway just happens, um, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, Virginia Woolf just happened. Um, and, and um, so, you know, I've had these interesting, vibrant discussions with people in those kind of different schools of thought. And I think that is, it's, it's interesting that it's still sort of floating out there. But I, what I've come to see at Writer House is that, um, you know, our, our instructors, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of our instructors. We, we have just incredibly great instructors. I mean, we, we get over 95% of our evaluations, people say they would take class with the instructor again, which is, is really exciting for us. And I think that's the key when you have somebody who is inviting, who is not judgmental, who encourages you um, and, and inspires you to, to keep trying because it is hard. It's really hard. You need that somebody who can do that. And um, so I think so much of the key is, is in the instructor and how they approach the learning process and um you know we we just work hard to find great instructors like the two of you <laughs> you know so um we're just really fortunate to have a a, a good really yeah. good deep pool of folks who are amazing writing instructors and i've come to see that i you know i've had people come back to us and say you know i really didn't think i could do this but now i see that i can write a story about my family and do it well and that's, it's just exciting to see that. Yep. I think it yeah. is, I, yeah, a lot of it is building up confidence, you know, that you're just, people are very nervous or they, um, and they're afraid of criticism. And that's the thing. I think um, you can't send a fledgling writer out into the world if they don't build up a little bit of that um, you know, <laughs> a little bit of a shield around themselves to understand that you know people aren't aren't gonna like your work and that's okay you know yeah, it's I not mean, your yeah. work isn't you exactly and it's okay you can you will be you know as protective as we can but um people can give you hints or say this is something i didn't understand and that's not a personal attack you know there are there are writers and it, i'm always amazed writers who have like you know been writing for 30 years and have been on new york times bestseller and someone will say something on twitter and they go into this meltdown mode of how can someone possibly criticize me and i think what do you never read a review of somebody who didn't like your it's like no one likes every single book in the world you have to be able to say to yourself okay well that wasn't their cup of tea but that's okay 
Um, and so it's a little bit of like, yeah, understanding that you're going to have dissent. And, and we were just talking earlier about beta readers and saying, you know, some of it is understanding that criticism isn't just, oh, now I'm going to go do exactly what they said and then my book will be good. It's, oh, this person didn't, was confused here. How could, what could I do to make my point clearer to them? I didn't do my job at that scene, but I'm not going to say, oh, Kristen, you were confused. Now I'm going to do exactly what you say and fix this scene exactly the way you say, because then it's not really my book anymore. Now I'm kind of trying to write Kristen's book. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that is, uh, can be a real point of confusion for people. I think that part of what is so seductive about writing, to my mind, is that you as a writer are creating a world that you're inhabiting and that you know everything about. And it is, it is very hard when you, let's say you have never been through a critique before and you've created this world that you think is fantastic and that everybody understands all the things that you understand and all the nuances of that world. And then all of a sudden you show it to other people and they're like, um, what are the rules in this world? Um, how do people function? What do they, and, and you suddenly realize, wow, I'm, I'm just completely blind to, to how others are looking at this world I've created. And then you sort of have to step into this mode of suddenly like, well, now I have to be a translator for these people who don't understand my world, darn it. <laughs> um, and I, I think there's a, there's, there's so much to learn in that process. And, but sharing your work with others is the only way that you're, even the greatest writers, to your point, it's the only way that you learn where are your blind spots? You know, where have you transitioned from one voice to another? Um, you know, where have you misguided or misled the reader in a way that you didn't want to? Or where, where have you revealed something way before you really did want to reveal that thing? Um, and, and so the only way you're going to learn those things is, is by having other eyes and minds look at them. And, you know, it, you are naked and afraid when you're writing. I mean, when you're sharing your writing with the world, it is you. It's the core. It's the essence of you. You know, you're out there finding grubs and hoping that you can survive this process and people are going to pour over your work. They're going to look at it. It's, it, can be, it can be tough. It can be intimidating. Um, and we've had a couple of instances, uh, you know, where um, students disagreed with the instructor on a critique or, or with other students and just got very, very upset and, and um, with the class. Um, it doesn't happen often, but sometimes to your point, it's it can be so discouraging and it can hurt so much because it is so personal. It's your creation. It's like somebody saying, you know what, your kid's kind of ugly and, and is a misfit or so, you know, it's just, it can feel that way. You can take it into your soul because it, mm -hmm. it is a creation of your soul. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. And I, you know, I do feel so bad for people and I've, you know, I don't think, I mean, probably all, all of us have had an experience where someone did say something very cutting and it did hurt us. And, you know, maybe especially at the very beginning where you, you're not, you know, you're not really sure 
and you're and you're very uncertain about your writing not you don't have a lot of confidence and you don't have a lot of positive people you know saying things but you know there was a really interesting thing i heard uh, that said that we as humans a survival uh, mechanism um always um stress or or remember bad things over good things so that's just a survival mechanism. And it's, it is funny, like people will say, oh, I could have 30 amazing reviews and I have one bad one and that's the one I remember. <laughs> that is so true. And that's human. Yeah. That's just human. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's a challenge and it's good to understand that you're like that and that also it's okay to get upset about criticism. It's just, you know. One of the things that's nice, I think, about Writer House is that community focus. That is, it is a community of writers. Um, And so this this experience, you know, that that experience of feeling personally um, a criticism of one's writing is, as you pointed out, human. And the nice thing is that it happens in a community of other writers who know that feeling. Um, you know, it's, it's, we, we also know as we mature as writers that um, those comments can be useful. Sometimes they're misplaced even, um, but they can be useful when we have sat with them for a little while and think, okay, is there something in that that I can see as productive for um, editing in this next draft of my manuscript? Or is it something I set aside? Um, and of course, there are there can be mean spirited people and so on. But when it's writers communicating with writers, I think there can be that um, a built in sort of compassion for one another. <laughs> that knowing that this is this is um, part of the process is uh, the vulnerability you experience when you put something out into the world, and then the effect of others responses on you um, to that thing you put out into the world but that but that it's a common experience and so having that opportunity i know you do some wonderful social things at writer house for us sibley and it's nice to gather up with other writers and even if it's the the chit chat between classes or at a break in a class um, can be the sort of salve to some of those more um, painful or disquieting moments in the writing process. It's yeah. a wonderful service, uh, Writer House. So folks who are listening, it is um, one word, Writer House. It's not to be confused with Writer's House, which is a very big writing agency based in New York. This is Writer House, a writing center based in our wonderful town of charlottesville virginia yes Yes. well thank you for making that great point about the community because i i think the thing that's most impressive to me or has been most impressive to me about writer house is is exactly what you said is that you know almost everybody who comes to writer house wants to succeed and they want others to succeed and they understand that it is important to um you know, be a cheerleader for each other because it's not easy. It is difficult. And um, we do, it's funny, uh, you should mention the events. And, um, of course, COVID has just 
you know, sort of stricken us like, like, you know, so many other organizations, unfortunately. So at our board retreat recently, we were just talking about how um, we need to, to be able to get back to, you know, those events we do like student readings and, um, you know, author events where authors talk about different aspects of writing, um, all of which we do free, they're open to the public. And so we're going to start trying to do some more of that. We have been able to continue partnering with New Dominion Bookshop. We've done a lot of author events in the last couple of years. That's one thing we've yeah. been able to do. But we also, um, during the pandemic, we weren't able to open our space up for what we used to do, which is open hours where writers could come in and write and connect with other writers. Um, and so we also had to shrink our space a bit because we had a large facility that was almost 3,000 square feet. Um, we were paying almost $40,000 a year to keep that space. And obviously having no nothing going on there during, especially the height of the pandemic, um, it was just untenable. So um, we moved upstairs. We're in a smaller space. We have, we have a large classroom. It's very spacious and um, high ceilings. And, you know, it's it's a lot of light and it's a nice space. Um, it may not be our permanent home. We don't know yet. We want to be able to accommodate the things we used to accommodate. But just having one large space to accommodate our classes, our seminars, et cetera, um, sort of truncates, you know, what we've done in the past. So we're trying to balance that out. We're going to try to have more events in the coming year. Um, you know, I know recently w one person who had a membership renewal notice um, wrote us back and said, well, the only reason I've renewed my membership is because I like to have a space to write in. And, mm. you know, you all are not able to offer that right now. So we're keenly aware that our community has been a bit ripped apart. Um, we are going to be able to, we're going to try to do everything we can in the coming months to sort of have our writers reunite again mm -hmm. and have mm -hmm. our community reunite again. And I know so many nonprofits are going through this. I know through my connections with the Virginia Commission for the Arts, it's, um, you know, it's just like the, the tentacles of the octopus have just been severed one by one. Like, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. But I hope we're coming out of the end of this yeah. uh, tragic period where all of us can really be in person again, because I think that is so important. I mean, Zoom is great. It's amazing that we had that available to us. Imagine if we hadn't had it. Um, but, you know, connecting in person with people, talking to them, shaking their hands, seeing them, talking to them about their work. It's, it's really essential to, to keeping a community together. So we look forward to doing more of that. And yeah, we are really appreciative of, of the opportunity um, you two have given us to talk about what, what we're doing, what we're trying to do, how we're trying to get through this pandemic and um, reinvigorate our writing community more. Thank that you for all that you do. It's yes. just, um, I, Writer House has been um, so important and you know, I always joke, and it's not really a joke, it's actually a true story, but I moved here on um, like the 3rd of July or something, and on the 6th of July, I started teaching screenwriting at Writer House. It was, I was already all set up, and I slid right in there, and it was huge. I met, I met so many writers that I, I know still today um, through, through teaching there and through, um, you know, participating 
and so many activities there. And it's, you know, just a imp- really important part of our community, which is filled with writers. So, and um, so, yeah, we loved hearing about your writing and how it all relates. And I, I yes, I, as I agree with Kristen, I mean, I think you've got about a million um, books in you from all your experiences. <laughs> well, we're so grateful, Sibley, for the service that you provide with Writer House in Charlottesville. And are so grateful that you joined Meredith and me in this conversation today. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. And for anyone listening, um, if they want to find out more about us, um, they can Google us and go to writerhouse.org, um, writerhouse, all one word, dot O-R-G, org. Um, and on our website, there's a way to reach out to us um, with any inquiries. We are always happy to um, meet anybody at our facility, talk to them more in depth about what we can do to help. Um, we can't find you a publisher, but we will try to get your writing to a point where publisher will be dying to want your work so um but anyway thank you both so much for the opportunity and i i really hope to see both of you on our roster someday again soon because um you you. you and all the other wonderful writers and instructors in this community are what make us what we are so we we can't do it without you and thank you for all your contributions to us thanks Thanks, sibley thank you well, it was just terrific to see Sibley. I realized I haven't seen her in years. Yeah, speaking of not having in-person stuff, it's true. Um, but I'm optimistic that, you know, with masks, and I just had a visit with family in Minnesota that required that I have a mask on kind of all the time, and I, I honestly realized I could do that. And it does change the... So gathering up with people at a place like Writer House has often been accompanied by nice beverages and delicious little nibbly things. But you know, the truth is we can live on words. <laughs> Keep the masks on. Stay or safe, go together. to the outdoor vineyard. Yeah, you have to worry less. That sounds that sounds like a great event. That's right. Yeah, that upcoming event. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah, I just can't I just can't stress how lucky we are to have Writer House here. I don't feel like a lot of smaller cities have such a wonderful resource. You know. Yes. Um, Yes, and with classes too. You know, there are there. Well, it's one. It's wonderful. Yes. The many different um categories of service that writer house provides to writers yeah yeah not be understated just it's wonderful really yeah so great to see you um likewise happy fall happy fall and we'll be back um next month with um fran hawthorne and her newest book and um yeah and lots more exciting guests after and lots lots of guests hopefully and um yeah so keep writing and i'll see you next time sounds great